food. Just saying the word may stir up all kinds of thoughts and feelings inside of you. Do you feel like your relationship with food is complicated? If you are ready to stop being bossed around by what the world says about food and your body, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. I'm inviting you to turn down the volume on diet culture and tune into God's voice with our brand new challenge, Food is Not the Boss of Me. Your body is good, food is good, and learning to trust yourself with good things is exactly what God wants for you. For 21 days, you'll learn to get free from the world's prescription of what you should eat or drink or what your body should look like. Break up with diet culture once and for all. Sign up today for Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. Hey there, Revelation Wellness family. I'm Aaron, one of the team members here at RevWell. And I want to remind you that it is not too late for you to sign up for Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. It's definitely a good idea for you to join us for 21 days as we unpack what it means to see our bodies as God sees them. I also want to invite you to a night of worship tomorrow evening, January the 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I want to tell you why we're coming together to worship. It's important for us to worship as a community, as a ministry, and to proclaim that Revelation Wellness is a house of prayer in 2023. We're going to take back holy ground in our homes, and we're going to rekindle our prayer lives because we're called to be a community who worships the Lord. So come together and let's set our hearts in tension as we get ready to launch Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. All you have to do is swipe up right now in order to join us in Food Is Not The Boss Of Me and to get the link for the night of worship. Both are right there. Just swipe up and tap the link. Also, be sure to share this with a friend who needs to be part of this brand new program and who needs to join us tomorrow night for worship. Lastly, I want to invite you to leave us a review and a rating in all the places for this podcast. What that does is help us get this podcast in front of more people, inevitably sharing the gospel and spreading it to the ends of the earth, all by a simple rating and review. So thanks so much for helping us in that way. I hope you're ready to move your body, and I hope you're ready to receive the word of God that's about to be poured into your soul and spirit. It's our prayer that it will fill you up for today so that you can pour it out into those who God brings into your path. Now here's Elisa with Revving the Word. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, lay. Take a deep breath. Inhale through the nose. Out the mouth. Fill your belly with air this time on an inhale. Go ahead, let it expand. Let your chest expand. Exhale. If you're outside, see if you can do that again with the inhale through the nose and smell something, anything. What do you smell? Exhale. Yesterday I did that as I went for a walk. Just took a moment to see what I could smell. 
and all I could smell was the sunblock that's <laughs> on my on my face. So you end up giving thanks to the Lord for sunblock. So let's do that next. Let's give him thanks. What can you give him thanks for right now? Gratitude. <laughs> for me, it always comes back to I'm breathing. I'm moving. I'm upright. Thank you, God. All right, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, the creator of Revving the Word. And I love doing this with you. Happy New Year. Here we go. If you're listening to this live, it's January 9th. And we have just embarked upon our new program, Food is Not the Boss of Me. If you missed it, you didn't miss it. It's still available. Swipe up on the show notes and check it out. I'm excited about this time of year. I always, I get excited. There's a contagious collective energy for new things new habits, new thoughts, new practices. Man, that excites me. I hope it does you too. So today, we are going to be talking about trying again. Did you know that God our God, the God, the Father of Jesus, who is also God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the triune entity of God. He is the God of do-overs. Let's try that again. That's what I want you to hear him say today, over and over, in the kindest of tones. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. He is the essence of hope, new beginnings. Every beginning is because he gave us one. He loves your heart to try again. So if you are here today and you feel like you're starting over again. Here I go again. I want you to take a moment to turn that voice into one of an invitation, a celebration. Let's go. Let's try again. Not a shameful, condemnating voice that you have fallen short once again, lift your head. So God, we are here to move our bodies with you to stir up some blood flow and oxygen, to have ability to worship you with all of who we are, with our strength right now, God. Come and use this time to remake us as we try some things again. 
help rid us of our past disappointments and the shame, the weight of shame chains that keeps us from trying again. Come and help God. We seek you and we seek your face first so we can find your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, today, scale of one to 10, I want you to right now be somewhere above a five. You're moving on purpose. Maybe moving towards a seven of intensity. This is a rate of perceived energy exertion. If your effort was like a thermometer, I want you to be somewhere between a five to a seven. Feeling your breath, scanning the horizon, feel your feet and your shoes, relax your shoulders, lift the corners of your mouth and tell your brain with your body that you have joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now I'm gonna read to you from John 21, talking about trying again. Trying again, here we go. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Debedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. They went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children do you have any fish they answered him no he said to them cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some so they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish this is the word of the Lord Okay, I probably should have said to you, because I say it every time, think in pictures. Did you see this story unfold in your brain? Did you see it? The disciples, their hopes are dashed. The one that they thought who had come to set things straight, the one that they walked with, saw miracles fed thousands. In his presence was fullness of life. Had gone. He, he went and did something unexpected. He, he died. This was not what they were expecting. They had found the Messiah. The one. The one 
their grandparents, grandparents, parents, parents were waiting for. They had front row seats, walked with him, ate with him, healed with him, casted out demons, cleansed lepers, watched him raise the dead. But he was gone. He had revealed himself to a few people, but for Peter and these other disciples, they had not seen him yet. The scene opens with them returning back to what they knew. I'm going fishing, Peter says. What are you saying today that feels like the same old thing you've done in the past? I'm going fishing. Let's all collectively move up towards a seven effort. Maybe towards an eight. At a seven, you can close your mouth and breathe, but after about three breaths, it's just gonna feel better to open your mouth and breathe through both your nose and your mouth. Can you do that right now, me? Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more is going out than coming in if you breathe through the nose only. So now, start to breathe. Try it through both your nose and your mouth. That's good. You know why? Because you have more breath this time. You can try again. Because this year, you have more. More of the presence of God. God is not holding back on you. When you get God, you get all of Him. So although you're doing the same thing you did before, like Peter, I'm going fishing. You're doing it differently this time. Can you get on board with me? Get on board with me, come on. Tell your mind to rewrite the neural pathways in your brain that this time I go again, but I do not go the same way. So Peter and some of the other disciples return to what they know. And I've read some commentaries that kind of bag on Peter. Like, well, look at Peter, just going back to old ways. I, I refuse to see Peter that way. Maybe because I need the same grace that Peter needs. Go back the way you came. 
God is good with that. Go back to what you know. I'll meet you there. Go back to what you know. I'll meet you there. You see, because as these disciples were headed back to what they know, to do what they did, to get by, Jesus was already planning his appearance. He was about to break in. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? Come on, you guys, does that sound like the voice of someone who's mad at Peter for betraying him? Does that sound like the voice of an authority who is disappointed with their employees? Hey, do you have any fish? In other words, how's it going out there? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they casted it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. The presence of God changes every ordinary thing into extraordinary. I love how Jesus reappears to them. He's already on the beach. Guess what? If you keep reading John 21, which I encourage you to do, Jesus has prepared a little breakfast on the beach already. He already had a fire going charcoal in place with fish and bread. Jesus comes back by making breakfast. Does that sound like a God who's difficult, hard to please? His first miracle, turning water into wine. And now, with his disciples just as it started giving them fish where Jesus is there's plenty more than more than enough guys this is why we can go to the same thing we've done but where God is there's more try again Move to an eight, breathe, and embrace that Jesus is with you now. Let's try that again. Keep it at an eight if you can. If not, it's okay. Make sure this feels good, that it's awakening you. That you're aware you could take an easier pace, but this one, 
it's as if you're co-laboring with God himself because you are come on So with what and where in your life do you feel like you're starting over again? That you could, you almost feel embarrassed by your lack of progress or maybe even your disobedience once again. Shame off of you, friends. He's here right now. Lift your head and just like Simon Peter who had betrayed Jesus he betrayed Jesus listen they all betrayed Jesus all the disciples did but in order for scripture to testify Simon Peter was counted worthy of being one exemplified in his rejection of Jesus so Jesus could come back and restore him that's why if you have failed God is here say let's try again but listen to me friends this time stay with him this is the predicament the problem we have is we want to try again because we want the accolades. We want the control. You know what I would say to that? It just proves that we haven't been close to Jesus yet. Simon was dashed because the one he loved the most, the one he believed in the most, the one he put all his chips on the table for was gone. He wanted him to be true. But Peter didn't know what we know. We are on the other side of the cross. Peter didn't understand. And how many things in our, in our not understanding, how many times do we fail God when we don't understand? Come on, get your wonder up. Get your worship up. This year, this year, whether you're eating or drinking, whatever you do, you do it to the glory of God. You do it with the presence of God. You do it because God wants to be with you. And it was the reason he had to die, conquer sin, descend into hell and get the keys back so he could give us the authority. Come to him, all who are weary, and he will restore. Are you hungry? Have you been fishing and nothing's working? Listen for his voice. When Simon Peter 
heard that it was the Lord. He heard Jesus' voice. It is the Lord who asked, got me fish, cast that net on the right side and you'll find some. And when the fish came, Simon knew, oh my gosh, it's him. Because what he did at the beginning, when the fish came in the beginning, when he first called the disciples, they were fishing, catching nothing. And he tells them, push out deeper. <laughs> Reluctantly, just trying to appease this man, the disciples did it. They dropped their nets deeper and they caught so many fish that the net broke. But this time, look, Jesus goes, let's do that again. Let's try again. He tells them again, now cast the net, not deeper, put it on the right side and you will find some. The apostles do, Peter does it, and guess what? They caught a quantity of fish, so much that they were not able to haul it in. But guess what, guys? This time, the nets didn't break because brokenness and sin and death had been conquered when Jesus resurrected. He's now speaking in perfection. Whatever Jesus says to you today, do it. But you won't know what he's saying unless you ask. Whatever he's saying, do it. Because he is fullness of life. His word satisfies. Whatever you're doing again this year, whatever you are here to try again at, I want you to see the joy of the Lord right now. Dancing around you, clapping beside you, putting you on his shoulders and parading you. Peter's shame melts away in the presence of Jesus. It melts away. Here's how you know shame is gone. You'll do foolish things. Simon hears that this is the Lord. I think he not only hears, but he hears and sees because of the quantity of fish. He hears. And someone says, it is the Lord, which is probably John. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, threw himself into the sea. You see that? <laughs> he did. He put on the garment of praise. And with the garment of praise on, guys, 
you'll try anything again. You're not concerned about looking like a fool because the love of God overwhelms us. This is why, friends, I pray this year you fall deeper in love with God, with Jesus, that you would know His love for you, that you would be so close to Him, that you witness miracles and feed thousands. So God, right now, we pray for greater manifestation of your presence, your spirit. And I want you to ask the Lord, in order for you to get more of him, what will you need to give him in exchange? Because friends, I will tell you, that is the gospel. <laughs> we, we get Jesus. We get eternal and abundant life, but we gotta give them something. What do you gotta give them so you can fish again? This time, under the influence of the supernatural grace and love and mercy and power of the Spirit. What will you need to give him? Come on. By the way, you can just be recovering now, walking, talking with God. Listen to me. You are not on the same ground you stood on a year ago. You are in new territory. You get to try again. This thing that you thought would be under your feet by now, you gotta get your feet on the rock. Stay there. Pay attention to when your flesh when your flesh is tempted because your soul is feeling dashed. When hope leaves the building, you better go with it. You hear me? If hope leaves the building, you better go with it. Get up and follow hope. Jesus came to restore the hope of the disciples to restore their identity and their purpose. Cast that net on the right side of the boat. Listen, in the beginning, the disciples needed to go deeper. God's like, I want you to go out to where no one's ever gone before. Jesus tells them, push out deeper. Paul prays that I hope you would know the depth, the width, the breadth, the vastness of God's love. And these disciples knew it, but they got their world rocked. But now Jesus is back, making all things good like he does, and offering the boys some breakfast on the beach. So in the beginning, the disciples needed to go deeper. Go into waters you've never been before, and they did. But now, he says, put the net on the right side of the boat. Here's my word for you today. Some of you, 
You've been down this road before, but you were just a little off-center. You're a little to the left. You need to lean right this time. Lean. Lean in. And in your walking, if you don't have leaning, sit down. Drop to your knees. Find him. He's with you. He's for you. He's not against you. See, but we got to own, friends. You got to own. You are living in a world that belongs to the enemy of God, Satan. He's been given dominion. But God, through Jesus, contended with hell, won back the key. So Jesus comes back and he wants to hand these disciples the key. They now have what we have that the prophets before them never had the Holy Spirit. They're about to receive it. And it's the Holy Spirit, God in us, with us, doing all things through us. But with us, guys, he wants to do it with us. And Peter didn't have the Holy Spirit when he denied God. Maybe you have done the plan or the program before, tried the habits, and you start out with a little prayer for God to come and help you. But pretty quickly, you're gone. Especially when it comes to anything having to do with our bodies. Can I get an amen? Come on. But we're not playing that game anymore. (laughs) We're aware. We're sober-minded. Repeat after me. This body is a good body and it belongs to the Lord. It's His property and His right to reign and rule in this body, through this body, on this body. Y'all, I believe the enemy comes so hard against our body because he knows if the bodies, the physicality, of people who say they believe in the spiritual spirituality of God, of who God is in spirit, he knows if they actually begin to marry their spirituality of who, their faith in Jesus with their physicality, I'm done for. He knows. So do it. Put on your outer garment. Jump in the water. And go again. Try again. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. (laughs) You don't condemn. You are hope. You are hope eternal. Your flame burns eternally for us. And we give you now our affections, our attentions. God, I ask you would intercede. You would put up the barricade when we wander away from you. When we're doing that old thing the old way, give us the old thing a new way. In Jesus' name, amen.